From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we talk about the pain that rejection can cause between you and your spouse. And there's a quote from Toni Sorensen that talks about rejection. She says, rejection is like a blade to the heart. It's the worst kind of pain. And we're going to be really Mm -hmm. digging into just how deep that pain of rejection can go on today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And really, a hug is an opportunity for us to celebrate you, to celebrate the breakthroughs that you've had in your marriage, for for your story to be an encouragement to someone else in the one family. And this hug came in from an email that we received that said, I had tried so many ways to get my husband to actually hear what I've been saying over the last two years about needing to be touched. needing our connection to be refreshed so it's strong and the importance of real quality time together and so much more. But he never believed me. Or maybe he thought I was trying to point out his shortcomings. But I found your website one day about a month ago and decided to subscribe. Then as I received the emails, I started looking around to see what other interesting and useful things you had available. Ever since I found your podcast about two weeks ago, we've started listening to one almost every night. Awesome. It's actually become our quality time together to understand and improve on our marriage. When you say what I've been saying, he hears you. And more than that, he enjoys listening to your podcasts. Both of us still have a long way to go and a lot of work to do, but I'm confident that this is the start of one extraordinary marriage. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and that's, that's the beauty, right? And just being able to put on some earbuds or sit down and tell Alexa to play the One Extraordinary Marriage show, you guys can sit down. And so many of you have done it over the years. It's it's truly a blessing and an honor to have you part of the one family. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because usually I go looking for the hug um, before we start pulling all of the show pieces together. And to have this show tie in so well, or the hug tie in so well with what we're talking about in today's show, because clearly there was a buildup of rejection, mm-hmm. right? She was asking for, you know, the ability to to be touched. She was asking for a connection to be refreshed and he wasn't hearing her. And, and that could be a form of rejection like we're going to be talking about in today's show because one of the things that we need to address is that rejection doesn't just happen in the bedroom Mm -hmm. in a marriage. You can actually experience rejection in any of the six pillars of intimacy. And we're going to be talking about that today. And this show, we've talked about rejection over the years. Um, We've got a number of shows that deal with rejection. And like so many topics that we cover here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we usually revisit something when it starts showing up in either emails or coaching calls. Right. Right. Those are the two things where we're like, oh, oh, there, there's something going on here. And, you know, as I'm having these coaching calls over the last few weeks, this concept, this pain of rejection was just like really coming to the forefront. And what I saw this time that maybe I don't know if it's just me being more aware of how this looks for all the six pillars or if it's what I'm hearing specifically from clients. But there was just this awareness that that rejection can happen in any pillar. Right. And, and, and just to be clear, our previous ones, um, I'll put some of them in here. I'll put them in the, the episode notes. You can find them. Um, but those were directly 
around sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And as Elisa and I do pour in more into the six pillars of intimacy, our, our new book, the, the actual full edition of the six pillars of intimacy will be coming out soon. We're, we're in that place of writing it and getting it to editors and the, the book cover and all of that. We really see how every one of those pillars, when they're strengthened, when they're strong in our marriage, man, we're seeing marriages rise. Mm-hmm. And yet when there are cracks in those pillars, via rejection, you know, your emotional intimacy, totally, wh- whichever yeah. way those cracks start hitting those pillars and it starts to, it starts to shake us mm-hmm. a bit. And for those of you that are brand new, first of all, I want to say welcome to mm-hmm. the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, but you may be wondering, you're like, okay, you've just said the phrase six pillars of intimacy like seven times. What the heck are they? So let's just start there because mm-hmm. as we're talking about, you know, rejection across the six pillars, you need to know what those what those pillars are. It's emotional intimacy, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual, right? Th- those are all the different facets of your marriage. And this past week, we asked the question on Instagram. We said, have you ever felt rejected by your spouse? And at last look, 90% of you had said yes. Hmm. 90%. The rest of you may or may not have been married more than a day. Um, well, no. I mean, it, uh, in all honesty, there could be marriages where that honestly isn't, it hasn't ever happened. And if so, that's, that's absolutely incredible. amazing. Like if you're part of that 10%, then amen to you. Because we have definitely been, uh, we're a part of the 90%. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And rejection, like I want to say that rejection is not just that overt, no, I'm not going to do something or I, I don't want to. It's indifference. It's a lack of enthusiasm. It's not being available for your spouse or, or being distracted while you're doing, those are all ways that rejection can manifest in your marriage. And you know, Tony and I have spent a lot of time, I mean, we've been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage show now since January of 2010. And, and as we have been on this journey of looking at marriage, it's actually caused us, and getting ready to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary, it, it's caused us to look at the whole, the entirety of our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And, and I will tell you that there was a point in time in our marriage where I, jo- and I think I've even said it probably in the early years on this show, I joked about being the queen of rejection. I, I, I joked about the fact that as, as I reflected on, you know, this previous season prior to us doing our 60 day sex challenge and, and just really getting into this marriage world and understanding it, that, you know, there were so many different ways, you guys, that, that I would reject Tony. I, I mean, at one point in time, I'm like, I'm just going to write a book on it because literally it was like the encyclopedia of ways to purposely not engage with your spouse. And what I didn't realize until we actually started focusing on our marriage was just how detrimental that was. I mean, there's a reason, was it episode two, episode three, the McDonald's theory? I think it's episode three. <laughs> like, like we, we were talking about rejection literally within the first month of the podcast because it was like, I've had this awareness for that long, but it's that. And, and I just want to share too, it, it didn't go just one way. I, I've rejected Elisa in many a ways over the years of our marriage. Um, more for myself, the one that I would think of that, that put the biggest cracks in our marriage, and I think across all pillars of intimacy, is when I was really getting heavy into cycling and my fitness and all of the time and, and what I was doing there and my buddies that I was riding with and the people I was hanging out with and all of that 
was rejecting Elisa because not only was I saying, hey, my bike's more important, these people are more important, but I would also reject her in the bedroom because I was too tired, mm -hmm. because I was getting up at 4, 4.30 every morning because I felt like my fitness was most more important. These rides were more important. So I was pushing her away during those moments and times as well. And it is episode uh, three, Rejection, our McDonald's series. I'll add that to the episode notes here. Yeah, and I hadn't actually thought about the bike in a long time, but there, there was a point in time when I referred to the bike as your other woman. Yeah, you would refer to it as my mistress. I, I mm -hmm. I'm like, you actually enjoy riding her more than you do me. Mm-hmm. And and straight up, that was the truth. I mean, some of you might have just laughed because you just got the innuendo in that, but but it was true. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is, is that rejection in any form is painful. And even though we've spent years, you know, putting shows in throughout the entire catalog that talk about rejection, for some reason, I was motivated this time just to do a little bit more research to see, you know, kind of what's been new and what people are talking about when it comes to rejection and its impact on the body. And what I found really, um, really, I think further validate just kind of what I see when I'm in a coaching call and I see pain go across people's face because rejection has an impact on the body. A lot of times we just think, oh, well, it's just the words that I say, or it's just me turning my back or it's, it's no big deal, right? Like I'm not actually hurting you, but Research has found research has found that rejection will travel on the same neural pathways that physical pain does, but it's actually more impactful and longer lasting than physical pain. And one of the analogies that was used is like if you think back, and as a woman, and I know you know a good fifty percent of you listening to the show um, are women. So, you, and many of you have had children. The pain of childbirth. A lot of women like my oldest is 19 years old or about to be 19. And so when I think back, like I remember childbirth being painful, but I can't, I can't take myself back to actually the physical pain of childbirth. But when you think back on traumatic negative memories, when you think back on the emotional pain of something like rejection, and I actually saw this in a coaching client um, just the other day, it literally will wash across somebody's face and in their body. You can see the eyes clench as they try and hold tears in. You can see the jaws clench as they're trying to mm. literally hold it all together because the pain doesn't matter if it happened, you know, yesterday or if it happened 10 years ago or 20 years ago, that pain is literally imprinted on the body, mm. which is why we can't just give like cursory conversation to rejection, we actually have to go into it and say, wait a minute, if, if we're not just talking about rejection in the bedroom, like how else is rejection showing up in marriages? What are the ways that maybe you're not even conscious of you're doing it, but it's having that pain response in your spouse. And we asked you guys in that same, you know, when we were doing those questions on Instagram. Can I just sit on this for a moment though? Yeah. Like, like, like let's really like think about this. Because I think it has, it has a lot of, of impact on our spouse and on us. And Elisa and I shared at the top that we have been in this place of rejecting one another. And I would say even to this day, there are little instances that still happen in our marriage like they're not big like they used to be. Uh, like my my biking stuff was was big. I mean, early in our in our marriage, when Elisa would basically be the keeper and say no, uh, I would say ninety plus 
percent of the time to having sex. That was big. And I, I, I do think though now there are still little instances where mm-hmm. something will come up. But think about that. Think about just think about that pain of of what it feels like. And really digest that a bit because I, I we 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 feel it for ourselves, but do we feel it for our spouse? When we do that, do we feel it for our spouse? And if we can understand this place of man that hurts, then why would we do that to our spouse? And it's a big one and it's a tough one. And it's something that I even have to work on here. Do I really want to hurt Elisa? No, I've been married to her for almost 25 years. I've been in love with her for 27 years. I don't. I don't want to hurt her. I, I that's the last thing. I mean, I can I, I could I can get in a moment of time and just thinking about her and and what it would be like to not have Elisa in my life. And I can I can just fall apart because I don't want that. I would not want that in my life right now. But when she says something that irritates me or frustrates me, and then she goes, hey, let's go do this. And then I don't respond or I give her the quick no. How does that make her feel? Mm-hmm. And that, that's a tough place to be. That, that's, there's some tension going on there because my own feelings are, are moving. And I also have to think of hers as well. That's kind of the definition of marriage. It is. Straight up right there. You're not just thinking about yourself. You're, you end up, you know, an extraordinary marriage. You're thinking about both your spouse and yourself. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And I think it's, it is important for us to share where the one family has been rejected. Cause that was the question we asked, you know, what are some of the ways or, you know, what's one way that you've been rejected in your marriage? And, and truthfully, I didn't know because I didn't put any qualifiers qualifiers on there. I didn't right. say, think about the six pillars of intimacy. I didn't say anything outside the bedroom. I just said, share. And yes, there were, there was, and it's not uncommon. There's a lot of rejection that's happening in the bedroom, but I want you to hear where else people are being rejected in their marriage. I I want you to be aware of this because as you start to look through it, you're like, oh, hold on a second. Maybe, maybe I've done that or maybe it's been done to me and that's why it bothers me so much because it's actually a form of rejection. You know, people have said not listening to what I have to say. This has happened in our marriage, 100%. Choosing friends over me. My spouse not wanting to engage in either sex or conversations. So you got your sexual and your emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. Claiming to always be too tired. Not communicating when there's an issue. Zoning out on the phone instead of being present. Choosing video games over sex. Being last on my spouse's priority list. Not having my input or opinions heard or valued. All of these, I mean, yes, they can happen in the bedroom, but all of these are could go across every single pillar of intimacy, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and the sexual. But we've got to address what can be done about the rejection. And let's talk about this after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. 
I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about healing from the pain of rejection. And I got to say first, it's time to spend a little bit of time with yourself and self-reflection. Which is what I was talking about. Yeah, because you've got to acknowledge where the pain has been. If you've been on the receiving end of that pain, you've got to get clear. Because just to say, you know what, that hurts or you hurt me, especially if this is something that's happened in the way far past, I will tell you as a coach, I'm going to get really specific with you and be like, what specifically hurt? Mm -hmm. If you're the one that delivered the rejection, what specifics what are the specifics around that? We, we can't just be vague people. Can I tell you vague people don't get anything done? And just pretend that I'm sitting there as your coach saying, no, get, get specific. Mm-hmm. Dial into it. And, and I understand and I know because I've seen it across people's faces and we've dealt with our, ourselves that sometimes when you get into that place of self-reflection, you actually want to avoid it because it's uncomfortable and it's painful. But as virtually every one of my coaching clients has probably heard, you have to take off the band-aids in order to let the wounds heal. Mm-hmm. They don't heal if you put 22 band-aids on them. You might look pretty, but it doesn't actually do anything for you. You have to understand where you've been in order to create a plan and get clear on where you're, how you're going to heal and where you're going to go. Right? Then you have to find an environment in which to share this with the spouse. Right? We, keeping it inside of you I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, all this stuffing that you've been doing doesn't do you any good. Sure, in the moment, it's, you know, it's nice to avoid the confrontation or the conflict. And you're like, cool, like, I just won't bring it up, right? It hurts, but I'm not, I'm not going to bring it up so I can just keep the peace, which is fine and dandy until at some future point in time, there is the straw that broke the camel's back. And all of those hurts, all of that pain, everything literally comes out and spews like a volcano all over your marriage and just like coats it in all of this yuck. Mm-hmm. That, that's what happens if we don't actually address the hurts in, in r- real time or pretty close to real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I want to say in, in, this, in this area, sometimes we're unable to see it mm-hmm. individually. And I would highly suggest that you seek out a counselor, a therapist, marriage coaching with Elisa, whatever you need to do. Because even I went through uh, a bit of this a few months back and I couldn't see it. And I needed to, to reach out to a coach and get some work done on myself so that way I could see what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't wait. Um, 
too often we're seeing couples go, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. And maybe it's just one of you that needs to step out in faith right now. Maybe it's just one of you who just needs to go, what can I do? And, and it's you. Like for myself, it was me. I had to just go out and I said, I, I got I to get some stuff figured out in me right now. And yes, there are some pieces of it that, that Elisa was a part of, and yet I needed to address me. Mm-hmm. So no, you can do that. As a, as a couple though, how do you get, how do you get there? How do you begin to get that conversation, that open, honest, and transparent see that we talk about often here, get out of your house. Mm-hmm. Do, please do that. This is something I think Elisa and I have really just believed that is is so key to our marriage toolbox now. Because when we used to try to do everything in the house, always have these conversations, we couldn't have the breakthrough that we wanted. And we love going on our walk and talks. We share that with you guys. Episode, let me see here, episode 662, walk and talk. Go listen to it. This is how we do our walk and talks. Go to a park, go for a drive, do something that allows you guys to be out of the environment that you're normally in. Mm-hmm. You know, take a blanket and go look at the stars. Look at the stars. You don't have to look at each other's faces and just sit outside for a bit. Whatever that may be for you guys. If it's fishing, go fishing, man. Go just get your your rods and your reels and go throw it out and just go talk to each other a little bit about it. Isn't fishing usually quiet? Yeah, but you can talk quiet. I mean, the fish—the right. fish aren't going anywhere. They're—they're they're underwater. They don't hear you. Sorry, that was—that was completely just. A At least that's me. I'm—I'm I'm not a professional fisherman. I—I I don't think fish are like over there. Like, oh man, I can hear them over there. They're on the—they're they're on the edge of the lake, and I can hear them. So I'm not going to go over there. I think you can—you can. It, still it have might a be just every movie. It's—they're yeah. always so quiet when they're fishing. But, yeah. but definitely changing the environment, right? Because you do have these patterns, but. You know, the other thing that you want to do is you want to come with solutions and not complaints. Mm. You know, so often we we come at our spouses with pointing fingers and, you know, or making excuses. And we're like, you know, we're just, you did this and you did that. And that's why I did this and did it. And so we just lay blame and just heap guilt and, and just, it, it becomes a really toxic environment instead of saying, hey, this hurt me. I'd like to propose next time. This is the solution. And you'll find that when, when you start coming with solutions, it actually changes the dynamic because now it's not about repeating the past and rehashing the past to the point where it's just, you know, stirred up and living in your present, but it's saying, yeah, that happened. Fact, period, stick a period on it, but it's coming into what are we going to do in the future? How is our future Mm going to be the same? Because it goes to this point that the two of you are on the same team and you're looking for a, to have a game plan which means that you two are working on a, a, a problem together instead of a battle plan where you're adversaries and you're fighting against each other, right? And it's really easy when you've been hurt to want to go into battle plan mode. But you have to remember at the end of the day, your marriage is a team. It's about having a game plan to go forward. That's right. And finally, you need to seek healing and not stuffing, right? You know, bodies only have so much capacity for stuffing. And then, like I said, it'll come out like an ugly volcano. You're, you're just going to overflow like, like a bad disposal, uh, garbage disposal, right? So you have to remember that marriages thrive when the individuals inside the marriage are healthy. When, when you're thriving in your marriage, when you are as healthy as you can possibly be and you get two really healthy individuals, your marriage by default will be healthy. 
right? If you're not working on yourself, if you're not, you know, in this place of saying, you know what, I'm free of that. I've healed of it. It's like what Tony said, we still have small rejections that happen just because of, of, of life. We're human. We're able to work through them because we've spent a lot of time on the healing process for the big ones. So the big ones don't come up anymore. We're not rehashing stuff that happened 15, 20 years ago. No. We share it with you guys because it's part of our story, but we don't rehash it. It doesn't have power anymore. The, when the little things happen, we, we don't stuff it. We work through the healing process. Typically on a walk and talk. And that's just us. You know, it, something will happen and we both know it. You can We can both sense it. We can it's not hard to, you know, it's not hard to to see it and be a part of it. Um, and then what we'll end up doing though, is go, we'll, we'll, we'll simmer. We'll, we'll go do our thing and then we'll go, all right, you know what? Let's get on a walk and talk. Mm -hmm. And that may be, you know, that day it may be tomorrow, but we, we do address and we do come together and go, you know what? Let's just get out and let's go do this. And we're going to continue to tell you guys this, but don't wait. Mm -hmm. Please don't wait. You know, statistics say that the average couple waits six years to get help. And I will tell you, because I've sat across from a lot of couples in the last nine years of marriage coaching, that if you wait until that sixth year, it can be a lot harder to right the ship. Mm -hmm. Not impossible. Not impossible, but it's a lot harder. So when things start to go awry, when you start to see patterns of rejection, you're like, you know what? We, we need to break this cycle. We need to get healing for this. Now is the time. If you're listening to the show and you're like, crap, we've been dealing with this. It's time. Mm-hmm. Let this show be your wake up call. Let this be the week that you say, you know what? Enough. We're going to draw a line in the sand. We're going to get healthy and we're going to do it now. We're not waiting another day. Yeah, and you can learn more about coaching, um, and you can apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Hey, rejection is a big thing. It really is. Oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. There it is. Rejection is a big thing. We've been behind these microphones since January 2010. The third episode we did was on rejection, and we're doing one now. Mm-hmm. So... It tells you that Elise and I have been in this in this area and, and learning and growing, and we know that you can do the same. So this week, really address where you're at. Mm-hmm. Where is the rejection? Which pillar is it really impacting? And address it just right there, just with that one pillar. You don't need to look at all of them across all of them and, and try to figure all, them all out. Right. Address just one of them this week. So you guys can get clarity on where you're at and what's going on and and begin to stop that rejection mm-hmm. and come up with a plan so that way you guys can grow together. You can strengthen that pillar and then you can take it on to the next one and the next one. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we look forward to seeing you next week. Love you guys.